Hello, we're back. Yay. <laughs> Today is a really special episode because we had the opportunity to interview a guest. Um, her name is Nicole Kolodowicz, and she is with Peel Piper as an HR investigator. Yeah, we found her on TikTok months ago and started following her. And she has such good nuggets of information about predatory behavior, which is what we're going to talk to her about. And she's just filled with information, knowledge, and she's a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah, we had a great time and, you know, learned some things ourselves. So uh, stay tuned and enjoy. Okay, well, today we have a very, very exciting guest, someone we are super excited to get to know. We have at HR Investigator from TikTok talking to us today about predatory behavior. Yes, super, super excited. And I would love to turn it over to you right now to give a bit of an intro and let us know who you are. Okay, so my name is Nicole Kolodowicz. I work for Peel Piper out of New York, and I investigate with employers from coast to coast. So we also do a lot of other work. I, I do a lot of advisory work, auditing, consulting. It's a lot. But my niche and what I like to call my sweet spot is investigations. So I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. If you hear some nervous laughter, that's just my reaction. So <laughs> we have nervous laughter. I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> okay. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for that introduction. We're curious, what does an HR investigator do? So I work for the employer, which means I work for good employers. They have something reported to them. They realize that it is, whether it's outside of the real house, they do not have someone with the level of experience to conduct this size of an investigation or just the man hours that are required to do this. So they call in a firm similar to mine and someone similar to myself gets sent in. And now we do a lot of things remotely via Zoom and everything else, but there are cases where you need to go on site. And then you walk through a process of establishing a scope, getting an understanding of why you're even there in the first place, what's the allegation, where did it come from? And then depending on how everything goes, it can broaden and expand and you run through the process of a standard investigation. Typically, the work that I do is highly confidential very intense. I do a lot of sexual harassment, a lot of discrimination. So it's very hard on these employers who want to do the right thing by their staff. It's very hard on all parties involved who are trying to help me in my process of fact-finding and determining what actually happened. But yeah, it's there's a lot that goes into it. And as HR always says, it also depends. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think figuring out like if as an employer whether or not to involve an HR investigator is also a very tough thing. And as you said, it's usually good employers that are wanting to do the best for their employee and for you know everybody involved. How often do these employers reach out? I mean, I've got a pretty steady caseload. So really, if they want to do the right thing by their staff, they're going to call in somebody who is kind of removed from their internal workings who is completely unbiased because I'm completely uneducated in any dynamics that are currently taking place. I don't know anything about you guys, right? So I'm going to come in and I'm going to have a clean slate for everybody to start with. 
And that's going to give the best, most accurate results from that investigation. And I like my clients. I like the people I work for. They are always wanting to figure out whatever you need to figure out and and tell us what we should do next, right? So they're very eager to do the right thing. And on the other side, there are employers who won't take an allegation seriously, who won't conduct an investigation or bring anybody in, or they're going to try to push it onto their HR administrative assistant and say, well, isn't this in your world? Isn't this in your wheelhouse? Even though this poor person may be two, three years fresh out of college and has never conducted an investigation in their life, they have no idea what they're doing. And they're in the thick of the workplace dynamics. So they're immediately going to go into it with a bias. So by bringing in a third party, you remove all of that liability. It just, it makes it clean. And I go in, I go out. Easy. Well, we really wanted to learn a little bit more about predatory behavior. It's something that, you know, we get asked about. It's something that we've observed and witnessed and had to like work through ourselves and our corporate careers, what would you define as predatory behavior for our listeners? If you're an employee and you're wondering, ooh, has this happened to me? In your words, what would you define as predatory behavior? So this question is difficult to answer because it is a combination of multiple things. It's so multifaceted. And when I determine that somebody is engaging in predatory behavior, that does not immediately mean that they are a predator it means that they have exhibited a pattern of behavior that I can only come to this one conclusion. And so typically that pattern of behavior looks like right off the bat, there's a big power dynamic between the victim and the alleged party. Typically there is an age gap between the victim and the alleged party. And there's a few other factors, you know, relationship status is a big one and kind of the victim profile. Who are they interested in? And why are they interested in this person suddenly? So that's something I like to take into consideration. And we've gone so far as building full victim profiles. And then based off that, we'll interview people who fit that profile and come to find out they've all had similar interactions with this one individual. Some of them may have turned them down. Some of them may have been able to evade the situation. And a few may have gotten caught up in it. And then you have this development of the relationship. It normally starts very, what's the word I want to use? Mentor-y, if that's a word, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very mentor-y. Welcome in. Let me help you out. Let me show you where everything's at. Let me be your go-to. They're going to establish that. And then in front of other people, they're going to start pushing boundaries. And I've talked a little bit about this, this boundary pushing. Yeah, that's right. And they're doing that to test the level of loyalty, to test the level of friendship that they can build with you. So the more you kind of uncomfortably laugh at and don't set a boundary on, the more they think they can get away with. And before you know it, and this happens slowly and over time, this is not a week or two. This is not a month or two. Typically, this is six months to a year in the making. And next thing you know, you're being asked to come over to their private residence you feel incredibly uncomfortable. You don't know how to get out of the situation. You're thinking to yourself, how did I get here? And why does this feel wrong? And it's all those internal red flags that are going off. And so that's what I look for. I hope I answered that thoroughly, but... Yeah, no, that's that's a great answer. It sounds like grooming. Yeah, it's it, that grooming behavior to get somebody primed to be... Yes. To pounce. Yes, and that's exactly why I talk a lot about grooming on my TikTok I I guess TikTok channel, I don't know what to call it, 
is this, do I we, know, by the way. Right? I know, I know. I'm not. It's new. I'm, it's so new. I'm not a social media person, but I'm, I'm really happy to have this opportunity and to be able to teach other people. But grooming is a huge part of it. And so you'll see this boundary pushing, and then they're going to do little favors for you and maybe help you out when you're in a bind at work. They're going to help you complete that report. They're not going to let anybody know you did something a little late or a little out of the bounds, right? And they're going to expect the same in return tenfold. So what they do for you, they're going to now be like, hey, I'm going to be a couple hours late, but can you just clock me in early today? Can you just clock me in on time, right? And that's a big boundary to push. And it doesn't always start with something sexually motivated, but they just want to test the waters because when you hit the area of sexual harassment and you get busted in that area, that is career wrecking. And they know it. They know what they're doing. They're smart. They're manipulative. And in the immediate relationship that they're trying to develop with you, they're going to, like I said, push those boundaries, establish that loyalty, make you need them in some way, and then make you kind of dependent almost on their approval, whether that's career-based, they're going to try to push you personally and have you talk to them about your private life. And they're going to give you pieces of their private life that they want you to know, that they want you to be exposed to. So you feel comfortable exposing them to your private life. Everything is about reciprocation. So when you start reciprocating all these behaviors, that's a green light for them. They think, okay, yeah, here we go. The long game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, this is not a short thing. This is months in the making. And then outwardly facing to other people, they're not going to pay you any extra special attention in front of anybody else. Right. And you're going to think, I thought we were buddies. How come they never invite me to lunch? How come we never? No, because they don't want anybody else to know that this dynamic is even taking place. So you are just going to be another face amongst all the faces in your workplace. And you're going to see it and you're going to feel it. And then they're going to make it up to you. I'm so sorry. You know how it would look if people knew we were friends. You don't want that reputation, right? I see both of your faces. Yeah, I see both of you. Both of you were like, oh my God. Memories. It it reminds me of like being the secret girlfriend or Renee Zellweger in Bridget Jones' Diary, how Hugh Grant treated her. That there is some predatory behavior. He was never given justice. No, (laughs) no. Save Bridget Jones, even though it's incredibly problematic in a lot of ways these days. But yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. The whole movie is probably like going back. There's so many, but like you yeah. go back and you watch them and you're like, oh, yeah. why did I, why would I ever laugh at that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah, no, me. but it's completely true though. And that's why it's even put into these movies and young adults fantasize these relationships in the workplace. They mm-hmm. think this is a good way to kind of get established and get in and they don't realize what's happening to them. And I've met with victims who are defending the alleged party. They will not open their eyes to the behavior. The wool is pulled over so thick. All they can see is how dare you ever accuse this incredible, amazing, generous person of something like this. How dare you ever do that? Yikes. Like Stockholm yeah. syndrome where yeah, you a little bit. Um, identify yeah. with your it's it's another sign of grooming. It's just another yeah. to me when I see that, I'm like, oh, sign sealed and delivered. Like clearly they've run this person through their little process and they've got what they've wanted. Mm-hmm. So Nicole, for anybody listening and you're kind of talking through what this looks like and they're like, ooh, I maybe that's happened to me. What advice do you have for somebody that's experiencing predatory behavior? So 
twofold. If you're in it now, the first thing I want you to do is slowly start setting boundaries, right? When they start asking you to do these little favors, don't just say no, because that's they're immediately going to see that and they're going to try to come at you with everything they've got, every charm, every everything that they've got. Have legitimate reasons as to why you can't. Hey, I can't do that for you. My calendar is so booked today. I'm so sorry. Play the game. Play the game back. And then start documenting everything. I say this a lot, all the time. Document, document, document. And the reason why documentation is so important is because when you get to the point that you want to report this behavior, if you already have all this documentation ready to go, at that point, it's not a question of if it happened. It's a question of the timeline. Let me make sure I get this timeline correct. Let me make sure that I I have the facts of everything. But if you've got concrete evidence, you know, start collecting it, whether that's text messages, voice recordings, gift giving, any kind of special favors oh, that they ask one. you to do. Yeah, gift giving is big. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like, again, it's not like the 80s and 90s where they're going to send you a box of lingerie to your desk. No, that's way, that's way too obvious. That's way too obvious. But if they see you stressed out about rent and so they happen to privately Venmo you 200 bucks, right? And you're thinking, oh my God, they're just so nice. And they tell you, I just don't want you to be stressed out at work. I need you on your A game. No, they're establishing loyalty with you by doing mm-hmm. favors like that. Nobody gives money away for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great point. This is true. And so- If somebody is experiencing some of these, they're trying to set some boundaries. They're trying to kind of figure out what they're experiencing. What can they do? So the setting of the boundaries, documenting everything. Worst case scenario, if you have the opportunity to go to a whole new employer, do it. But I always recommend, if that's the choice, if you don't want to, and I hate the saying rock the boat, but that's what equates most to what happens here, right? That's real life. Yeah. Yeah. People don't want to come out. And a lot of times, a lot of the individuals I meet with who are a victim, and even some of the witnesses in this circumstance, they struggle to come forward. They struggle to tell me the truth of what happened. They don't want to have these conversations. I mean, I had a meeting late last week, and it took 45 minutes of just being patient, letting them know that I hold their information confidential before this individual finally broke down and said, okay, here's everything I've seen. Here's my experience with this person. And it was like a bomb dropped. So if you are in it and you want to get out without rocking the boat, try to find a new employer, right? And that's going to be hard. And sometimes the behavior can continue outside of employment, which is the worst in some of the most grossest situations that I've ever seen, because then it becomes criminal. That's putting you in a safety risk position. There's a lot of different caveats that go into that. But try to get out of your employer, document everything that you can. Obviously, like I said, start setting your boundaries, start small, work your way up in that boundary setting until you can eventually eliminate that relationship. Start to push back on a few things, start to make it very clear that you're not interested in anything romantic, you're not interested, you know, we are coworkers, this is strictly platonic, I'm so sorry if you ever got the wrong idea, not on me right? Set the boundaries and set them hard and be mean. If they start pushing back, be mean. I always say, remind them where they're at, hit them where it hurts the most. And for most people, that's their pockets, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to go down in a, you know, in a fiery rain of a sexual harassment lawsuit. And so when that happens, 
I want to say sometimes, I want to say most, really it's, it's 50-50. They will clam up and they will knock it off. They will move on to another victim because they don't want to get busted, right? Now, the best thing you can do is you can tell your employer, but you really have to have trust established to do that. And I, having been in HR for so long, having known so many other HR professionals, it's hard for employees to feel like they're not going to lose their job for any given reason. And there's so many different factors that go into that. You know, we are coming out of a pandemic. People are struggling to keep their jobs. People are struggling to keep their homes. We are in a housing crisis. So people will stay quiet just to keep their income, which completely makes sense. But if you want to help the workplace and prevent it from happening to anybody else, one of the best things you can do is come forward. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's a couple of things that I really love that you said there is that sometimes you might not want to be that person who's going to make an example of the person who's going to be the one. It takes a lot of emotional labor and it takes a lot of proof to get to that next step. And sometimes you don't want to take that on. Absolutely. And you're completely entitled to that. So every interview I do, I go through what I call housekeeping. And one of the very first things I talk about is your participation is voluntary. No matter what role they're in, if they are the person who brought the allegations forward, if they're the victim, if they're a witness, if they're the accused party, I cannot force anybody to participate in this. I'm not the police. This is not a criminal investigation. Will it reflect in my report if you don't? Absolutely. But it is your choice. And so if you are a victim in this circumstance, remember that. If you do not want to rock the boat, you don't have to. Absolutely. I know how much this can blow up someone's life. I I watch it every day, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, once you are out there as somebody who has reported, it's easy to feel like there's a target on your back. It's easy to like start feeling guilty. Oh, now I'm like ruining someone else's livelihood. Like maybe it wasn't that bad. Like maybe I should have just sucked it up. And so there's all these emotions on the back end that you don't necessarily know you're going to have until you get there. And so do you often find people pulling out after they have reported or do you often see them like seeing it through? In my personal experience, I think because of my type of approach, I never have anybody back out. One of the first things I do when I meet with an employer is I ask them, what are your resources for your staff? Who's going to be going through this? right? What are your resources? It is not my job to protect your staff. It is yours. Clearly something went wrong here and you might have failed that. So what you need to do now is you need to set up the resources for them, whether that is an employee assistance program who can provide therapists, whether that is paid days off after they've met with me, whether that's lunch every day on day that I am Mm -hmm. present in that workplace and you want to take one more thing, just take it off their plate and give them some peace of mind, bring lunch in, And that's one thing I I don't really like that one, but it's something, right? It's something. I mean, you need to have resources in place when we start this process. Make it as easy and comfortable as possible. Yeah. Well, and no matter what, it'll never be comfortable. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep your staff because through the process of an investigation and post-investigation, a lot of staff will leave. And that's tricky. So you need to be prepared to support your staff. And myself, my firm, we all go in extremely understanding with every party. I'm not just talking the victim. I'm Mm -hmm. completely understanding 
that the individual who's been accused of these allegations may not have done this. And it yeah. is my job to fact find. So that does not mean I go in there. Hey, what's up, you piece of shit? Guess yeah. what I heard you did. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I go in, I treat them the exact same, the exact same. Yeah. And everybody is given the respect and the dignity that they deserve until I find that pattern of behavior. And then I walk in and say, Hey, what's up? You piece of shit. But yeah. that's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Once you know, you know, <laughs> once I know, I know. And typically once I know, they know that I know. Yes. And the minute I walk into that meeting, oh man, so good. That face, they're not, Oh, hello, investigator Kolodowicz. Thank you so much. They're like, they are quiet and angry. Mm-hmm. So they know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. They know so, we know how to do our jobs, yeah. which is amazing. So, you know, a big part of this is education. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, grooming. We've talked about boundary setting. We've talked about like, I'm hearing gaslighting, like all of these things that come up when somebody might be experiencing predatory behavior and also understanding what they could and should expect in the future. So how can they continue to learn more? Where can they hear more from you? What are some resources? So my TikTok channel is a big resource. As of right now, I'm not seeing very many people talking about this. There's a lot of HR content creators, a lot of recruiting content creators, which is all very needed. But this is the nitty gritty of HR. This is the stuff that stays behind closed doors and locked in those folders and it never leaves the office. And here I am now, I'm just like shouting it from the rooftops. But so my TikTok at HR Investigator has a lot of content. We're in the process of developing either a podcast or a YouTube channel. We haven't decided yet. And I'm trying to get as much out there. My firm is actually taking an interest in this and is considering having me develop an entire training for this. So we can start. Yeah. So instead of those old, like 90s and early 2000s (laughs) videos where it's like Bob from accounting, like watch an A share, all you're looking real fucking sweet today. Right? Like, no, it'll be me sitting there using those voices, pretending to be those people explaining it in a lot more modern terms. And also nowadays we have social media, we have remote working. I mean, the type of harassment that can take place and it's not always sexual. Sometimes they're just wanting to use you as a pawn in their game. It doesn't have to be sexual. So there's, there's a lot of different things that I can teach and, and hopefully offer. So there's a lot in development. Hopefully we can get some of these balls rolling and moving in the right direction. We can't wait to see and hear more from you. You have been an educator to us and clearly there's so much interest and such a huge need for this. So we just appreciate you so much. And we're so glad that we found you and that you agreed to come and chat with us. We are going to be staying in touch and we're going to continue to follow you and see what you're up to. And we'll update our listeners as it happens as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate it. I've realized that Throughout everything I've done in my career, what I find myself trying to do the most is educate others and make sure that people understand their resources. And now after my angry ramen noodle eating TikTok (laughs) on my lunch hour, I have the biggest resource and the biggest platform I've ever had in my life. And I have no intention of letting that platform go. And I want to make sure that I can answer as many questions, do as much work without fees, 
pro bono for employees. I will only ever profit off of an employer. So yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah, the DMs are open. Yes, so good. So some rapid fire questions. Yeah, let's let's get okay. into it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. My favorite question is, what did you want to be when you were a kid, when you grew up? Um, I had a really interesting upbringing. So because of my upbringing, all I wanted to be was stable. That's okay. it. That was my goal in life. Very stable. I am pretty sure I had a lot of lofty dreams, right? As every kid does. I want to be a race car driver or something, but with the upbringing that I had, I simply wanted stability and I wanted to feel successful and I wanted to feel like I was making a difference. Luckily, I think I've actually fucking achieved that. So I'm yeah. very content. <laughs> I'm very content with my career. I love what I do. So I feel very lucky to have found this. And yeah, I just, I knew I wanted to be stable and I wanted to try to help people. Love it. What is your guilty pleasure? Or it doesn't even have to be guilty, but like, what do you, no what, guilty is that one, what is that like one thing that you just love to go to or love to do? Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey, Real Housewives. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. My life is very low key. And sometimes I just want to disengage and, and then be fed this wild drama. And I love it. <laughs> so it's a very, I'm like, I don't tell anybody that I watch The Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, we get it. We we yeah. get it. We we sit on the couch and watch 90 Day Fiance forever. Oh yeah. I've been told I should watch that, but I, that one I never got into. Yeah. I actually started watching Real Housewives because I was so curious about the Judice family and I wanted to kind of understand what happened there. And that's where my investigator mind was like, what happened? Why would like, how did all this transpire? Mm. And so I went way back when I was on my maternity leave, I went way back to the very, very, very first episode and I like binged. Yeah. And now I'm just like wanting to flip tables and yeah, <laughs> have big hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love big hair, by the way. Yeah. I do too. I know. I, can't, I can never do it. I but... can neither. <laughs> No, I, gotta, I know. I, I know. It's a Jersey. It's more. a Jersey thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a Jersey thing. We're just, yeah. we're not Jersey girls. Yeah. They are blessed. What's your pump up song? If you have one. It's Lizzo. Yes. <laughs> so yes, pretty much anything Lizzo is really, really yes. good. And oh then God, she is really, just... yes. And I'm like looking at my phone. I'm thinking like, what will I typically play? Run DMC is also a big go-to yeah. of mine. Yeah. So I have the wildest mix of taste yeah. and music. Anything from like Edith Piaf to, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like blanking right now. That's my nerves. But yeah, I, I, I have wide range, but Lizzo is where it's at. If oh, I'm Lizzo, if I'm needing to like amp myself up and like, you yeah. know, feel like a boss ass bitch. Oh yeah. That's what I throw on. Yes. Well, I've got one more for you. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, I won't say where I live now because when you investigate predators, no. <laughs> predators investigate you. But I live somewhere very enjoyable, very sunny. But I've always wanted to live abroad, spend some time abroad. So I've I've been to Berlin and I love Berlin. I love the energy in Berlin. Mm. Yes. So I, I would there. Yeah. I I would probably want to spend a few years in some big ass chateau 
in Germany or Berlin yeah. and just live out my dreams of yeah European grandeur. I think every American like has this like I don't know fantasy yeah. of like you know like you wear like the maxi dress or like the caftan <laughs> yeah. and like the guy with the white glove is like another something yeah, yeah. that's like living like so a real housewife in Europe <laughs> a European housewife that yeah. would be my dream like yeah I don't know yeah sign me up <laughs> yeah yeah well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been so great getting to r- record this with you. And I and will definitely link your TikTok. Anything that comes up in the future, we'll add it to the show notes so people can also follow you to learn more. Yeah, and then also, so my email is info, I-N-F-O, at peelpiper.com. And that is P-E-A-L-E-P-I-P-E-R.com. Awesome. For those employers out there who needs a good Absolutely. Uh, advocate and investigation for them, they should yeah. be hitting you up so that you yeah. can do the good work for their employees. Yeah. We also do auditing too. So if somebody feels like maybe something might not have gone the way it should have, and now they're getting a broader understanding of what something might or needed to look like and unfortunately didn't, um, they can call us in and we can conduct an investigation audit or an audit on their HR department, company-wide, whatever it is, we can help employers get to the bottom and fix whatever the root of the problem is. We could have used her about five years ago in one of the positions that I was in. Uh, we used to work together. Yeah, yeah, we used to work together at the same company. And the company culture, the little wild. And mm-hmm. there was a lot Aren't of- Aren't they always? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of it that we really loved until we sort of caught a clue. Yeah. And then- yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Nicole, thank you. We appreciate your time so much. We would love to do another fun episode with you. So we'll keep in touch and yes. see what you're what you're up to in the future. And we just appreciate your time and the work that you're doing for employees. And that is what we're here for. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on as well. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm very new to all of this. <laughs> Most investigators are very private. I don't know what's with us, why, we, why we're like that. Probably because we know we've got targets on our backs. But I'm so thrilled to have been welcomed here and so, so appreciative. Woo, that was a lot of really good information. And such a fun time talking with Nicole. And I think that it's just opening up doors to more conversations. Yeah. If you want to know more, please take a look at the show notes. All of her contact information is in there. Follow her at HR Investigator on TikTok and reach out to her via email. Everything will be in the show notes for you. And also, if you have been you know, involved in a predatory behavior situation at work, we would love to hear from you because I have a feeling that this is just the first of a few conversations we're going to have about this topic. We will definitely be doing a follow-up on this one for sure. It's such an important topic. I'm sure it happens way more than we even know. Too much. Yeah, definitely. Well, in the meantime, be a leaner, not a wiener.